In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One who comes into this world in order that we might get unstuck. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Happy Easter. It's a great day. It's a day in which we remember the freedom that Christ won for all of us. Yet, even though that freedom is real and it's here, we recognize that most of us probably in some way or another feel a little bit stuck. Maybe it's with your classes. Maybe you feel like you're stuck in that one class that no matter how well you do on that final paper or on that final project, you're going to get the same grade. And maybe that's not such a good grade either. Maybe it's something with a relationship that you have, that no matter what you do in that relationship, it seems like things are just not getting any better. And maybe, in fact, they're getting a little worse. Or maybe you just feel like you're stuck here in Tallahassee because next week is finals week and you weren't able to go home, so you're stuck here. Or maybe you're feeling stuck in some other area of your life, your job, or another kind of relationship, or maybe even your relationship with God feels like it's a little bit stuck right now. Maybe you feel like no matter what you do, you're unable to get yourself free from being stuck like that. We all know that feeling. Even if you don't feel it right now, you've probably felt it in the past. Although you probably don't feel that feeling quite as acutely as a man named Sifo William. Sifo William was driving along in his native South Africa with his fiancée one day in 1993. And as he was driving along, all of a sudden, bam, there was a car accident. And the next thing you know, they're together in the hospital. And the doctors work on the fiancée and they send her over to ICU. And then they take a look at Sifo and they sign the papers for him to leave the ER. Except... They've signed the papers for him to leave the ER as a dead man. And so they take Sifo Williams and they put him into the morgue. And two days later, the morgue workers hear something that you really don't want to hear as a morgue worker. You hear banging on the metal box in the morgue and somebody shouting, Let me out! And so they quickly... Well, maybe not too quickly, but they quickly open up the metal box to reveal that Sifo Williams had been, well, basically misdiagnosed with death. That he was there in that metal box crying out, I'm stuck, let me out. Well, in a lot of ways, that's how our lives are. You see, we're sharing something this morning with Sifo Williams and with Jesus. Except that the thing that we share with Jesus and with Sifo Williams is actually really real. The fact that we are all going to die. We're not going to be in that morgue 
pounding on the box and saying, let me out. We're going to be dead. Really dead. And that's exactly how dead Jesus was in that tomb. How stuck he was in death for that holy Saturday after Good Friday when he was in that tomb. That's how we're going to be too. Really stuck. Really dead. Really unable to do anything. You see, there's a lot of people that have a fear of tombs. In fact, they even have a fear of the exact thing that happened to Sifo William. They have this fear that they're going to be buried alive. And so because of that, they do all sorts of different things in order to get out of that. Even though in the United States, it appears that not many people have been buried alive for the last 150 years. It's negligible. It's one or two over the past 150 years. Even though that is the case. People are still afraid of that feeling of being stuck inside of a tomb, stuck inside of a coffin, where you have about 90 minutes of oxygen in which you can live. And we begin to imagine what it must be like for us to be trapped in that little space. And if you're claustrophobic like me, it gets even worse and more dreadful. And we think, well really rather be dead. Being stuck is frightening. Being stuck in a coffin is frightening, but being stuck in our sins is just as frightening. Being stuck in this sense where we know that we can't do anything about our sins. We know that they're already committed. We know that there are consequences to be paid. And we know that there is just this overwhelming feeling of being trapped and of being stuck. And we get afraid. And rightfully so. The Roman guards also were kind of afraid that morning when they were posted outside of Jesus' tomb pretty cushy job, honestly, for a Roman guard at the time. And they were posted outside of a tomb. I mean, imagine if you had the job. Go and guard this dead guy. So they were probably sitting there, not really too worried about what would happen. And then all of a sudden, there was a big earthquake that came. And after that big earthquake, they see this guy coming down out of heaven, moving a stone that is impossible for all of them put together to move, and then sitting on top of it. So what do they do? Well, naturally, they do probably what all of us would do. They fall to the ground like dead men. They're stuck. Unable to fight and unable to run away, they fall to the ground just as if they were dead. And that's a lot of times how we deal with our sins, isn't it? Those sins, they just seem to kind of come up and 
wash over us. It feels like we can't fight them off, and it feels like we can't run away from them, and so we just let them have their way with us. And we're stuck, dead in our trespasses and our sins. But there is hope. There is hope in this man named Jesus whose tombstone was rolled away. There is hope and it has a lot to do with the story of Matthew Wall. Matthew Wall, well he was being carried in his coffin in 1590 in England. He was being carried in his coffin in the same way that Sifo Williams was assumed to be dead. They thought that Matthew Wall was dead, except something different happened with Matthew Wall. They actually got to the point beyond the morgue where they were actually going to go and bury him in the ground. His pallbearers already had his casket hoisted up, and they were walking it over the churchyard into the cemetery, and one of his pallbearers thanked goodness was a klutz and he tripped on something which caused the other pallbearers to let go of the casket and then it fell to the ground popped open Matthew popped out of the coffin now completely alive and woken up out of the deep sleep or whatever he was in and said let's not continue this He lived for five more years. And every one of those five years, he celebrated what he called his quote-unquote resurrection day. The day when he escaped the tomb. That's what we're celebrating today. We celebrated a little bit early, but that's what we're celebrating today. Because you see, everybody in this room is going to be in one of those caskets or coffins or urns or however it is that you're going to be buried and put away. But because you know that Jesus came out of his tomb... Because you have faith in the fact that He is who He said He is. Because you have faith in the fact that His forgiveness does what He said His forgiveness does. Because you have faith in the fact that you can follow Him into Galilee and into the rest of your life. And because you have faith in Him and you're faithfully following where He goes, you have a resurrection as well. You are unstuck. You're free. You're forgiven. You're free from the sins that you have done this entire year and even before that and the sins that you will continue to do. You're free from even those sins of things that you should have done and didn't do. You're unstuck. You're set free. That's what today is all about, is that you can come out of your tomb. You're free. Act like it. Christ is risen. 
He is risen indeed. Hallelujah.